My Dog Shits Cash, Part 4 Rockstars Nathan left the office with an empty box. It was the sort of box people who'd been fired used to carry their things. Nathan didn't have any things, but he took the box anyway because he didn't want people to know that he didn't have any things. He even made a few grunting noises as he carried it outside, pretending it had some weight to it. As soon as he stepped out of the building though, he hurled it. Then he set off towards... somewhere. He wasn't quite sure where somewhere was yet. Surely somewhere must be somewhere, he thought. He looked to the horizon. But where? The sky was cross-stitched with clouds, the sun a burning orange, the dead leaves glowing in its light. Nathan's fingers numbing in the cold once more. What now? Nathan said as he kicked a dropped coke can. Oh, the quick shift, Winnie said, trailing behind. It wasn't a shift. They fired me. Oh, well, still very quick. Winnie caught up to his side. Why did you get fired? Because I brought my dog to work and she urinated on the carpet. Winnie grumbled playfully. That's sweet, Nathan. What is? You still think of me as your dog? Nathan wiped his runny nose with the back of his hand. No, I don't. I still think of you as my person. They walked, the wind calmed, stilled. Where are we going? I don't know yet, I just need to walk around for a while. The office building disappeared along with everything else as they stepped inside a tunnel. Strips of torn newspaper fluttered in the air like tabloid butterflies. Smoke burned their eyes and their noses. Dust and ash blew over them as their footsteps echoed. There, in the shadows, a litter of lost businessmen warmed their hands by a fire. The flames danced from the top of an old computer tower. From the darker corners of the tunnel, dirty eyes peered. Crisps, groaned one who was half asleep. I'll take a bag of cheese and onion crisps, please. One stray tried to plug his phone into his shoe. Another, wearing office socks on his hands, pointed at Winnie and barked. Playfully, she barked back. Nathan picked up the pace, held his breath until he got through to the other side, entered the daylight once more. In front of him lay a fork in the road. He looked down each path, tried to work out which one would be best for him to take, metaphorically speaking, with regards to his life, but also with regards to the direction in which it was heading. To his eyes... Both paths looked the same, literally, but in a way, figuratively, and didn't all roads lead to Rome anyway? Was that a metaphor, or did all roads actually lead to Rome? Were there roads beneath the sea, connecting countries and continents? No, surely not. So if it was some sort of analogy, Nathan didn't understand it. So given that, then, it must have been true, right? All roads must literally lead to Rome. So it didn't really matter which path he took, allegorically speaking. Nathan's brain felt like one of those shopping trolleys you find ditched in algae-covered ponds. He stood still, let his shoulders hang heavy, let the weight of everything pull his chin down. He felt like a sandcastle left to fend for itself against an incoming tide. And the tide came, but he didn't fight it. Just allowed the overwhelming sense of inability and failure to sweep over him, soak into his fibres, slip in between muscle and marrow. 
It was heavy stuff. The weight of it dropped him to his knees. He pushed his palms into his eyes and saw a world of yellow. Small explosions, dancing worms, dog hairs and jazz notes. Shapes of mothers who were no longer there. I'm stuck, Nathan said, unsure if he was speaking aloud or not. This is my life now, Wynn. I'm no longer your human, but just one more woman trapped in a jacket. I don't want this anymore. Don't want this anymore. Still with his eyes closed, he placed his hands on the cold pavement and felt for a moment like he was holding up the entire planet. I don't even have enough money for the tools. I need the tape, the plastic piping, the ingredients for the perfect old-fashioned cocktail, the rye whiskey, Angostura bitters, a brown sugar cube and, and, and a fresh orange. I can't go on, but I also can't leave without the tools, which I can't afford. And the car still isn't fixed. The brakes still don't work. Nathan pushed his palms into his eyes once more, felt his eyeballs rub against the backs of the sockets. Where we're going, he thought. We won't need brakes. True, he said aloud to himself. Winnie brushed up against his side, licked him on the ear. Slowly, he opened his eyes to the bracing daylight and saw her sat next to him, head tilted. You've gone weird, Nathan. I know. I thought you were going to go and be successful. I thought that was the plan. It was. Didn't you say you were going to travel the world? And didn't you say you were going to have a six-pack? Didn't you say you were going to make something of yourself? And didn't you say you were going to learn to play the guitar and go do a rock star? Be a rock star, Winnie. I wanted to be a rock star. Plus, everybody can play the guitar these days, When It's not so special anymore. Can you play the guitar? No. Oh. Nathan rubbed the crust from his eyes. I could if I wanted to, I think. That's cool. On second thoughts, probably not. Oh, I'm sure you could do other stuff if you wanted to. I doubt it. Nathan patted her on the back. Behind them, a pair of stray businessmen made a deal. One shoelace for a bag of teeth. Why are they doing that? It's called having a job, Winnie. Humans don't get to lie about sniffing butts all day. We have to work. Why? Mostly for money. Money? Cash, Winnie. The world runs on cold, hard cash. Oh, okay. Winnie stepped off behind him as he checked his phone. Out of battery. How can a person live in a world without a charged phone? Winnie, I never said this out loud, but... I think I'm going to kill myself. I don't want to be in this place anymore. I want to be dead. Winnie? You there? He turned to her, saw her squatting down. What are you doing? She shook, eyes on the floor, the familiar shameful routine of a shitting dog. Oh, no, no. I don't have any baggies. Don't. You can't be stopped, Nathan. Put it back. No can do. Fuck. Nathan said as he stood, checked his surroundings. He picked up a stick and a scrap of newspaper. Winnie shook herself free and scooted off. Sorry. No, it's okay. When you gotta go, you gotta go, I guess. Nathan said, lining his hand with the newspaper. I think there's some kind of fine is all, and I can't afford fines. He held his breath, looked down at the pile. 
It's a lot of money. Wait, wait a sec. Nathan stared at the steaming mound, closed his eyes, opened them again. It is a lot of money. Where there would usually be a pile of brown nuggets was in its place. Three rolled up wads of cash. Still hot off the press, warm and smoky. Using the newspaper, Nathan picked up the first roll. It was hot in his hand, but seemed clean and luckily, only mildly smelled like shit. It's cold, hard cash, he said. Well, not cold. Winnie yipped, spun around in a circle. Nathan gripped the warm cash tightly, not wanting to drop it, but also keeping it away from his face. You're welcome, Winnie said. They counted out £390 exactly from the three rolled up wads, 1520s and 910s. The very first thing they did was test the cash in a low risk transaction. They achieved this by walking to the corner shop and buying a single can of coke. Nathan checked the notes over as thoroughly as he cared to, being that they came out of Winnie's butthole, and although they looked like legal tender, he had no way to be sure. They had the Queen's face on, sure, but he'd seen all kinds of faces and things that came out of Winnie's butt. But the notes did look convincing. They had the shiny silver threaded bits and the weird words and numbers that made little sense to Nathan. Latin, maybe. They looked legit. Still, his hands shook as he handed the note to the cashier. Hmm, she said. <laughs> sniffing the note. Nervously, Nathan made an audible gulp. The cashier eyed him. I'm real thirsty, he said, pointing to the can. The cashier nodded as she popped open the cash register. She handed over a handful of change to Nathan and he asked for a plastic bag. For a single can of Coke, said the shopkeeper. Nathan glanced at Winnie, then back at the cashier. Yes. Outside the shop, Nathan put the bag in his pocket and opened the can. He drank slowly. It was real. It was a real carbonated soda drink. It was all thanks to Winnie's magical butt. He looked at Winnie perhaps for the first time since before his fiance died. Well, not died, but left. Or it may have been even further back than that. Either way, Nathan smiled and he didn't feel strange about it like he was pretending. He drank some more. With the rolls of cash still in his hand, he tapped his chin. I have an idea, he said. He remembered where the money came from and stopped tapping his chin. What's the plan, Nathan? Wait here, he said before going back inside the shop and returning with every single bag of crisps they had in stock. Even the ones hidden away in the back, even the cashier's crisps she brought with her for lunch. Then they went to the next shop and emptied them of crisps too. And then another shop, with handfuls of plastic shopping bags packed with every flavour and type of crisp imaginable, Nathan and Winnie returned to the tunnel. They walked towards the shadows, glanced at one another, and with a single nod, they announced... Crisps! The stray businessman didn't stir at first, didn't seem to understand until Nathan took out a bag of cheese and onion and threw them at the businessman closest to him, lying prone on the dirty concrete. Smack, it hit him in the face. You get a bag, Nathan said. He then took out a bag of prawn cocktail and threw them at another. It smacked against their face. Smack. And you get a bag. As they opened the packets and sampled the contents, more of them perked up. They're real, announced the crusty one with a handful of salt and vinegar. By God, they're real! Nathan continued to dish out the crisps, throwing them in the faces of any stray he could find. 
you get a bag, smack, and you get a bag, smack, and you, and you, and you, smack, smack, smack. Everybody gets a bag. Winnie grabbed the multi-pack. She ran with it, shaking it left and right like it was a dog toy. The bag tore and single packs of crisps fluttered outwards and around the tunnel. She ran up and down, dispensing crisps for everyone, joyfully wagging her tail as she did. More strays clambered out from the shadows, hungry eyes, toothless smiles, grabbing dirty hands. They ripped open the bags and devoured handfuls of crisps, throwing some in the air like sliced and baked potato confetti. They rejoiced in the free snacks. More strays emerged from the shadows, more and more, grasping and giggling. They kept coming until Nathan reached into his plastic bag, but found there was nothing left. I'm out. They're still coming. I know, I know, but I'm out. But they're still coming. The one at the front, the pack leader, walked to Nathan, his beard long enough to brush against the concrete as he limped, only stopping when his face was an inch away. He grabbed Nathan's shoulder. Don't eat him. When he barked. Please don't eat me. The stray businessman reached towards Nathan's face with his free hand. Boop, the stray said, as he booped Nathan's nose with his index finger. I I, I don't understand. You're through to Glen, maybe, people IT. Can I take your name, please? Uh, Nathan Alabaster. Thanks for calling, Mr. Alabaster. Firstly, let me just say, on behalf of all of us here, that people IT support... We value you as a customer. Uh, no worries. And secondly, personally, I want to thank you for approaching us with this deal. How are the kids, by the way? Uh, I don't have any. Oh, little Suzanne, still getting up to no good, is she? They're a terror at that age, but they soon grow out of it. What's, um, what's happening? So listen, we've been doing business together a little while now. What, say, two minutes? He laughed heartily, and Nathan joined in. Call it free, <laughs> said the stray. Okay, three minutes, <laughs> Nathan said. So, given our history, I've spoken to the team in corporate, and I'm very excited to say, we're in. Nathan waited for more words, but no more words came. He cleared his throat. <clears throat> in? The stray leaned closer his stinky breath thick enough to chew on. The deal, the stray said. I had to speak with my guys, pull a few favours, but seeing as you're our number one customer, we're happy to proceed. We're in. I'm your number one customer? Nathan's body warmed. He'd never been a number one customer before. You sure are, Dave. It's Nathan. Okay, Dave. But what do you mean you're in? What does that mean? The deal. We've received your payment in full, and now we're in. Right. Nathan looked over the lead stray's shoulder. All the others gathered, smiling, nodding, casually plucking crisp crumbs from each other's beards. Okay, great. That's great, Nathan said. It's been a pleasure doing business with you today, Dave. Please do call us back if you have any questions or concerns. Actually, I'm still not sure. Boop! The stray pressed Nathan's nose again before picking up a single crisp from the floor and retreating to the shadows along with the rest of the strays. Some crunching, some licking the insides of the bags, one burping, all of them returning to their lostness. That was fun, when he said as she squatted down once again, shaking like a shitting cash machine. What do you want to do next?
What they did next. 1. They headed to the fanciest restaurant they could find that also allowed for dogs. Turned out the fanciest restaurant that also allowed for dogs was a pub called The Queen's Nip. They ordered the most expensive steaks on the menu and a side of everything. Total cost, £34.20. 2. They went to the high street and Nathan found a fully dressed mannequin. To the clerk, he said, Excuse me, are these good clothes? The clerk, a young man with a pencil moustache and potentially some form of hip dysplasia, nodded, said, Oh yes, these are good clothes. These are the best clothes. Excellent. That's exactly what I'm after. Total cost, £119.99. 3. They dropped into a music shop and bought Nathan an acoustic guitar and a pack of instructional DVDs. Now you can prove everyone wrong, Winnie said. Maybe it's not too late to become a rock star, Nathan replied. It is, said the man behind the counter. Total cost, £119.87 and £30 shipping to Nathan's flat. Number four, realising that most businesses require some form of reinvestment, Nathan bought several types of cheese and other dairy products and fed several pounds of it to Winnie. He even filled his coat pockets with cubes of cheese. But I'm so full already. We've got to strike while the iron is hot, Nathan replied as he shoved a lump of cheddar into Winnie's mouth. Total business expense, £12.12. £12. Number five. They went to the pet store and bought Winnie a coat, a squeaky bowl and a lot of extra plastic baggies. So many that the seller asked how many dogs Nathan had. Just this one, he said. By the way, do you have any poo bags that come with little dollar signs on the sides? Like swag bags? Yeah, yeah. No. Total cost, £24.32. Number six. They booked Nathan's car and at the garage for the brakes to be fixed. Next Wednesday, okay, pal? Sure. Total cost. Not sure yet. The mechanic will let them know when he's had a proper look. And seven. Exhausted, they got a taxi to a Starbucks where they drank copious amounts of coffee and an acne-riddled teenage boy with long hair and a ring in his nose handed them a flyer. Come if you like metal that's so good it'll blow your balls into next week, you pricks. The boy threw them the devil horns and left them to their coffee. When he took one sniff of the flyer before vomiting up coffee and cheese on the table. Total cost. A lifetime ban from Starbucks. You've been listening to My Dog Shits Cash, written and narrated by me, Luke Condor, with music by myself as Duke Rondo, Chris Abriski, Ben Duncan, and End Arch Rival. Sound effects were provided by freesound.org and zapsplat.com. For more of my work, head over to lukecondor.com, that's Condor with a K. Uh, be sure to leave a review, tell your friends, and look after your mind and your pets. Until next time.